Throughout his life, he's been known as Ronster, Dude Man, and Chief. His girls simply know him as Dad. Put on your big boy pants and buckle your seatbelt. You may be in for a wild ride. Now here's your host, Ron Evans. Hey, that's me. Let's roll. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Well, you made it through the first awkward episode week of this new podcast that I'm venturing out with, and I'm glad to have you back. If you didn't tune into the previous episode, it's debatable if you want to go back and listen to it or not. You can start right here. I'm going to cover some things and uh, kind of let you know like what my... I've been trying to figure out what my format's going to be going forward long-term. I think I've got it dialed in. I want to keep these to 20 to 30 minutes max. I don't think that everybody's attention span can go much longer than that unless I'm an absolute train wreck. Then you might stick around for hours. Who knows? What I want to do is the format I want to do is kind of touch on questions that I receive uh, and comments from previous episodes. I'm going to tackle those at the beginning and then I'll kind of go through um, the anecdotes and, and happenings of my life and my daughter's lives uh, that we've experienced over the last week. Um, and we'll just kind of go from there. So I'm going to dive right in. So I had three really good questions or comments that were made um, off my first little, what was it, 10 minutes, 12 minute episode, just as an introduction, quick introduction. And... Um, Here's the first one. Why this podcast? Yeah, you know, I'm a middle-aged man. I'll be 50 this year. And I know that um, they talk a lot about adult mental health, especially uh, male mental health, father's mental health. And a lot said, uh, if you read online or read news or whatever, there's a lot said about uh, our mental health and how we don't take care of ourselves. And probably over the last year or so, I've really noticed that within myself, um, that a lot of the stereotypes that you hear about um, are being expressed in my own life. You know, they people talk about how uh, the dad or the man of the family or the, the man in your life, you ask him what's wrong, and the typical answer is, nothing's wrong, or I'm fine, it's all fine. You go first, I'll go last. It's that kind of a thing. And so I started reading and listening to some other uh, videos and podcasts about how those are some, you know, those are some, not necessarily warning signs, but they are definitely signs that there's some mental health challenges possibly going on because that person just doesn't either want to talk about it, know how to talk about it, is uncomfortable talking about it, maybe embarrassed. And so my thought process on this podcast was I might fall into that category. There might be other men that fall into that category who listen to this. And um, this is me being awkward, embarrassed, sometimes maybe not willing or wanting to like talk to a therapist, but uh, somehow opening up to the World Wide Web is easier. So that's why this podcast, 
Um, next question. Why the name? I started thinking, and by the way, the, the name of the podcast, if you didn't pay attention, is what's wrong with them. So I started thinking, I'm a dad. I've got two teenage daughters. What's the, when anything goes wrong or you get an, you ask a question, you get the answer you're not looking for uh, with your kids. What's the first thing you usually think of in your own mind? Or maybe you say out loud, out loud is what's wrong with you? What's wrong with them? I, that came to my mind. My goal uh, with the name was, or, or was basically, I can vividly remember being a teenager, being a young man growing up, a young adult even, and always thinking, when I get older, I want to treat my kids differently maybe than the way I was treated by my own parents, by my mom and my dad, for whatever reason. And I don't think I'm alone in that in that thought process. I think that most kids grow up that way. As I got older and had kids, I started realizing I'm not thinking like them, like I thought I always would. I always thought that when I would have an issue with my kids, I would immediately put myself in their shoes or have that capability because I went through the same things. We all went through the same things that our kids go through. But I started realizing that I am becoming more like my parents, my mom and dad, and that I am quick to judge and ask a question like, what's wrong with them? And instead of doing what I thought I would be doing, which is looking inward first and trying to understand and relate to why they made that decision, why they're going through what they're going through, um, why they might be having a, a specific challenge or whatever. Hopefully I explained that well. If I didn't, please leave a comment or question and I'll tackle it again next week. What are my expectations? I think for the most part, it's to be therapeutic for me. Again, I touched on you know the mental health aspect of things and men don't always want to talk to somebody, especially like a, a licensed or trained therapist. I'm not from where I live now in Orange County. I'm not from here. Um, the bulk of my friends that I grew up with, went to school with, are still back home in Arizona. I don't have like those really close bonds with someone where I can be like, hey, let's go out and have a drink and just chat with somebody. I don't have that. So this is this is a, a therapy session for me, let's just say week after week. <laughs> At least that's what I'm thinking. And on top of that, I think the only other expectation I might have is just having interaction. Interaction with other dads that are going through some of the same things I'm going through, or maybe even some moms. Maybe there's some single moms out there that are playing the role of mom and dad, and you can relate. Or maybe you have questions about what, what to expect um, as they get older. Um, and then I think my last expectation would be if I have touched somebody through this podcast, um, maybe you're willing to come on and share your story or share some stories or just interaction with me and we record together. Um, I think that could be fun that then then everybody sees they're not alone. So the more people we can kind of get on board, the more we can band together and get through parenting some teenagers. Let's see. I think that's it for the questions. I had three really good questions from, from last week. 
And uh, now on with the show. I got a couple other notes here. I've been trying to do that. That was another thing that kind of came out of last week was thinking I need to be at least a little prepared and not always rambling. So I've taken a couple notes, just things that I want to highlight and talk about uh, interactions with my kids from the previous week or situations they've gone through. So, okay. My oldest daughter, I think I mentioned before, she's a cheerleader. She's a freshman cheerleader at a big, big high school here in Orange County. And, um, God bless her. She made the competition team as a freshman this year. She never expected she would do that. She cried when she made it. And um, she she pushes herself pretty hard on her own. She doesn't usually need to be pushed for anything. She's internally a goal setter and an alpha. And um, she works really, really hard. When she sticks her mind to something or puts her mind to something, she she works really, really hard to achieve success. So she's on this competition team now and they have their first performance tomorrow. I'm sure I'll be talking about it next week, but uh, they have one or two practices uh, after school in the evenings for a competition cheer. One after one of the practices last week, she comes home and uh, I didn't notice anything. I think I may have been out on appointments or something. So I really didn't notice anything was up with her until the next morning. And I went in to wake her up and get her ready for school or have her get ready for school. And she's icing down her face. And I was like, Delaney, what's going on here? And she looks up at me. And so she's a, she's what they call a back spot. And for all you non-cheer dads out there, which I was until my daughter started cheerleading, a back spot's the, the person who's, when they're stunting and they're putting someone up in the air, she's in the back or they're in the back and they are responsible for keeping that cheerleader, that flyer that they call them, in the air. If they start to come down and crash, it's all coming down on the back spot. You have bases and you have front spots that are there to kind of balance and guide, but the back spot holds the weight. So apparently, as the story goes, I'm, I'm looking at her and her face is swollen. She's got like swollen marks on her cheeks. Um She's got uh, her lips are really, really puffy. Hence, oops, this title here, lip filler. And I immediately looked at her and that's the com- the first comment I made. I was like, what happened to your face? And she started to tell me, I go, oh my gosh, you, you look like you got a lip filler, like one of those Orange County housewives or something. And we kind of laughed and chuckled about it. But the story was basically was... You know, she's back there. They had a new flyer that night and it was a struggle apparently. And this flyer came down hard several times. And basically my, my daughter Delaney got like kicked in the face multiple times, elbowed in the face. Um, and she took it and apparently she cried after, but she didn't show it there. She held her own and she made it through the, the night and the practice, but it, it, it was, you know, very painful for her. And that was my first time. Um, I've heard stories and seen things obviously about cheerleading that it can be a pretty brutal sport for the girls and they can have some injuries, but I always thought it was mostly the girls, the flyers that get thrown up in the air or, or the tumblers and things like that, that they get hurt. It was the first time I'd ever known that like the person on the bottom who are on the ground, who's just 
holding you up and support helping support your weight and keep you from falling could get can get injured um anyway it took a couple of days for that to go down but i was extremely proud of her because she didn't quit um which she could have she didn't complain she didn't complain to the coaches she didn't complain to the team that you know there were issues going on with that stunt that uh, were causing her a lot of injury so i was really proud of her it took a couple of days for everything to go down but Man, that cheerleading can be brutal. And uh, again, it was my first time figuring that out. As a little backstory, I know nothing about cheerleading, and I mean nothing. Um, I never expected my daughter to be a cheerleader. And um, when she came to us over the summer and said, hey, I want to try out for cheerleading, it was a shock to me, but hey, go for it. Like I said, she's a she's an alpha, and she'll succeed at whatever she wants to succeed at. So she made the cheer team as a freshman and I volunteered to be a team parent for the freshman team. I don't know how many dads have ever volunteered, but it's been an experience being a team parent and I have an awesome team mom that, that works with me on it too. But again, I know nothing about cheer. And then to top it all off, uh, I think it was in October. So just like the second or third month there that we're into this. They came to me, the board, the booster board came to me and asked me to replace the president who could no longer uh, be president. She had some conflict and some uh, things going on that she needed to step down. And she was really awesome, too. And so I got convinced to run the booster program and be the president of the of the cheer boosters, knowing nothing again. <laughs> about cheerleading but knowing that my focus has always been any time that i can be a part of my daughter's lives school church work whatever that's where i want to be you only get so much time with your kids as they get older the more they're going to pull away so you got to take everything you can when you can so that's just a little backstory on the on the whole cheerleading in our family thing I don't know what's going to happen with my youngest daughter. If she's going to go down that road or she's going to pick something different. She's got a lot of her own hobbies and interests that are separate from my oldest daughter. They're only 18 months apart in age, but they are worlds apart in personality and things that they're interested in. And it's fantastic seeing them both uh, grow and develop and excel and, and uh, go through the challenges that they go through independently. So, so the other thing I want to talk about, not meant to be anything political or anything like that. So please don't take it this way, but just kind of talking about the challenges of what we're experiencing now with COVID. I'm sure that here where we're at in Orange County, we're not alone with what's been going on. Um, but, you know, last year in 2021, my oldest daughter decided to go to school virtually for eighth grade. Um, she didn't want to go back to in-person at the middle school level because she just didn't know how it was going to be, how prepared they were going to be. So we allowed her to do virtual. And again, like I said, she's an alpha. She She's very self-motivated and there were no issues. She did all honors classes virtually and got all A's. Coming into high school, we knew that we wanted her to go in-person. Um, this is regardless of the cheerleading or whatever, that was a plan was for her to always go in person because we knew that the full high school experience is something that I think everyone needs um, to try to go through at least a little bit if you can. So this year it's been interesting. Before Christmas, there was, it, 
it was different before Christmas than it has been now since after winter break, after Christmas break. Before Christmas break, it seemed that even though we had COVID, we had this with the Delta variant or whatever they call it, we had all this stuff going on. So we had the Delta variant and everything, but it seemed like the cases that they ran into at the school level weren't extreme. And for, for high school, and we thought it was going to be a lot worse than it was. We would get maybe one or two notifications a week emailed to us that, hey, so there was a person on campus, yada, 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 that on this date, they were last there and they have tested positive. Occasionally, you would get a notification that your child may have been a uh, what they considered a low risk or a high risk contact, but it wasn't as burdensome or as alarming as we were expecting. Now, flash forward to coming back from winter break. It's been nuts to the point that over the last three weeks, we don't even get really any emails anymore because they just can't keep up. They've basically set up a dashboard and they can't even just tell you the last time an individual was on campus. They literally have a dashboard that has a date range on the row. And then the columns are all room numbers and they just list all the room numbers where they had any positive cases reported for that day. <laughs> That's all they can do right now. The, the teachers are getting hit. The administration's getting hit. You've got like uh, admins up front trying to go be substitute teachers for a few days in different classes. It's just nuts. Now, why do I bring this up? Has nothing to do. I don't care if what your stance is on wearing a mask, getting vaccinated, any of that kind of stuff. We all have our own personal preferences. I like to live my life thinking that um, my, my personal philosophy is uh, do unto others. So um, that's just, that's where I'm at. If you're not there, totally cool. We won't bother each other, I promise. But with COVID, you know, my daughter has her 15th birthday coming up Monday night. This past weekend, uh, we were trying to set up for her to do some things with her friends to celebrate her birthday early because she's got a cheer competition this weekend and some other things going on. We didn't know what any type of birthday celebration was going to look like right at her birthday time. When it came down to it, um, a couple of her friends, unfortunately, had people in their families or themselves tested positive for COVID, different degrees of getting sick. That happens. And it turned out that instead of like five of her friends that were going to come hang out with her and do an event for her birthday, only one could come. And it was really hard on her. And um, we tried to make the best of it if we could. And it was very low key. My daughter's not uh, not a very demanding person when it comes to like, you know, the, the what you do for her, she just likes to have things, you know, hang out with family and just have something to do. It's not the what, it's the who and, and the how and all that other kind of stuff that's more important to her. So, and because all this stuff happened, we decided that this coming Monday night on her actual birthday, we would have dinner at a really nice restaurant. It's called Hannah's. Shout out to Dave and the crew. It's probably the nicest restaurant we have here in our area. Um, it's a five-star restaurant. And we originally were just fighting uh, family. So 
it'd be the four of us and, and the in-laws. And, um, I find, you know, I had, we had this planned as a family dinner previously, but then when all the friend things happen, I went to my wife this week and I said, Hey, if the friends are healthy and they're, you know, capable and, and willing, can we afford to, you know, include a few of them and surprise Delaney on her actual birthday? So we put all this in motion, got the friends to be uh, allowed to come, change the reservations. We're good to go. I picked Delaney up from school the other day and she's kind of down and she's down, <clears throat> excuse me. She's down because of what had happened over the weekend with not being a, be able to hang out with her friends. And then she's down because she's got stuff going on this weekend. Doesn't know like what it's going to mean for her birthday. And I said, well, you know, we're, you know, we're going to go to Hannah's and have a really nice dinner for your birthday with, you know, grandma, papa and, and the family. And she's just like, yeah, she was really moping. She goes, yeah, but it's Hannah's and it's a steakhouse. And you know, I don't like steak. And I was just like, what's wrong with her? See where I'm going? What's wrong with her? In my mind, at that split second, first thought in my mind is what's wrong with her? If this was my dad coming to me, telling me, hey, we're going to this five-star restaurant for your birthday, my immediate reaction would have been, forget everyone else, man. I'm going to a five-star restaurant for my birthday. All is good. But she's like, you know, eh, it's Hannah's. It's, it's a steakhouse. You know I don't like steak. I don't know that she doesn't like steak. She loves steak. I don't know why she even said that. And so I had to, like, start warming her up and being like yeah but it's not just hannah's it's hannah's it's a five-star restaurant it's really really nice i mean the service is going to be great the food's going to be great i was just really trying to cheer her up and so she doesn't know and i can't wait to record next week's episode already because she doesn't know that we have some of her friends that are going to secretly show up that night and surprise her so that just wanted to share that 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 was this week's kind of like, you know, what's wrong with what's wrong with them moment. I needed to, and since then I've been able to kind of self reflect and be like, she's really taking it hard that she didn't get to hang out with her friends. She's truly not um, as materialistic as you think a lot of teenage girls are, and so again to her. It's just the act of being able to hang out means a lot more than the what you do. And so I had to really like put myself back and think about that and kind of go through things in my own in my own mind to be like, at the end of the day, there was nothing wrong with her in that situation. It was how I interpreted it that was actually wrong. So yeah, that's that's what's going on with her. That's what's going on with Delaney when it comes to like cheer and some things we got going on and, and her issues and how COVID is kind of like dealt her some blows that we're kind of fighting through. Um, Kelsey, my youngest has had some, has had some things this week too. Uh, I told you that Delaney chose to go to school virtually last year for eighth grade. Well, Kelsey decided to do it for herself this year too. And for, for some similar reasons um, that we're working through, but she knows that she's going to go back to high school full-time next year. But I can just tell you, you know, while I am a 
extreme advocate for parents getting to choose how they want to educate their children as far as if you want them in a public school, private school, homeschool, whatever. Um, I see the effects of the long-term keeping your kid at home for school. And I am glad that it's just going to be this one year that next year we'll have her back in, in full school around people because it's, it's a challenge. It's a challenge if, if they are not, because again, like I said, she's the opposite of, of Delaney. If they are not self-focused um, and a good self-starter with self-discipline, it is a challenge keeping them in this type of an environment versus having them around their peers where they can kind of be on a guided schedule, right? She thrives. She's a straight A student when she's at school. She's very smart, very bright, but on her own, that's the challenge. And so that's the other battle that we're dealing with in our house um, all, you know, because of COVID. So if without COVID, she would be at school and she w- would be flourishing, but it's, it's been difficult. It's been a challenge. I'm looking for, if anyone has any feedback, please, you know, any ideas to help keep a 13 year old girl focused on school while working from home, let me know. Cause we're trying everything. And, and at the end of the day, I know she's going to get through it. Um, it just could have been a whole lot better. Um, and it could have been better for her mental health, her, her own stress load and, and things of that nature. Um, if, if we had figured things out maybe earlier, I think I've taken up enough time for this week. It wasn't that much of a car crash or train wreck for you this week. Like it may have been last week. And I hope you'll come back. I hope you'll subscribe. I hope you'll listen, maybe share it with another parent. Um, and I would, again, love some interaction with somebody. Um, if you have comments, questions, please leave them for me. I will use them on a next show if that's okay, or I'll at least reply to you. Uh, you can always leave your email address too, and, and I'll you know message you privately. But um, if you don't want a, you know, a public reply on a comment or question, I'm happy with that too. If you come back next week, I guess I know I'm doing something right. If you don't, well, might be lighting this whole thing on fire. Who knows? Come back either way. It might be uh, explosive. (laughs) Folks, I appreciate your continued support. If you haven't already done so, please don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Leave your comments and questions below, and I'll get back to you when I can. Have a great day.